0: Hello and welcome to your Wednesday Dose of Wealth Wisdom with me, Daniel Kennedy, your host, Wealth Dragon Coach, uh, Steadfast CEO, Home Hook CEO, and KML Group CEO, um, director of all of them. So multi-business owner now from the humble beginnings of just sourcing. So today's topic is experience of managing trades versus the experience of managing a main contractor. So let me establish the difference Um, There's three ways you can do it. You can be the project manager and manage the trades. You can have a construction company uh, and have the trades directly employed for you. um, And that comes with its pros and cons. Or you can go to a main contractor. So if somebody would want a HMO doing, they would come to me because I am now a main contractor. So why... Did I decide to take the plunge from managing a main contractor to managing a construction company? Well, the main issue was I couldn't find reliable managers. So most trades are really fantastic at what they do. That is, they're very good at seeing a project and you give them the overall vision and then realizing the vision and working together as a team. It it actually takes very little management in terms of, I want you to do this, I want you to do that, because in reality, I don't know as much as them. So why the hell would I direct them on what to do? I give them a general overview of what I want, I go and buy the materials, source the materials and the work gets done. With a main contractor it's very different however. Uh, you give them a contract and then as soon as that person's on site you've lost quite a lot of the control. And generally what would happen is the the manager would find loads of little extras like loads and just try and push the price up and there was very like initially we just wanted to be done on a gentleman's handshake and that was really the wrong way to do it and they, they had my pants down they literally would the tiniest things they'd be like that's an extra that's an extra and that's an extra and because they're on site there's not a damn thing that you could do about it so I got really really fucked off with this really sneaky slimy behavior uh, and, and the last straw was um, I was happy with the previous job that the person had done he came over to do my house um, and there was just lots of not turning up, asking him to be here, making sure I get, because it was on day rate, making sure I get the eight hours a day. And it just didn't happen. And then I laid down the ultimatum. I said, listen, if I don't see things improving, there'll be a day where I don't complain. I'll just stop calling you. And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. And then the next day, it's like, oh, traffic was late and turned up late again. So I thought, screw it. I'm going to make the plunge and put together my own team because we've got lots of work coming in. So I was confident that I could employ them. Um, and now I've done five projects with a main contractor, and one project managing a construction company, and the difference—it's indescribable how much more smooth, how much less stress it caused. Uh, having the direct control, that the pros of having your your own team is when something breaks in the portfolio, I can just direct them because they're they're directly sort of orchestrated by myself. And I, I cannot recommend if you're at that stage where you've got multiple projects, so there's a few of you that maybe you might not be watching, I recommend you put together your own team. And the stages are, step one, you've got to find your trades. So where can you find the trades? I, th- I found them from the shit teams that I was using, the ship managers. Uh, the managers are usually pretty crap when they get a bit of money. They don't tend to treat the guys as well as they should. Uh, most managers don't realize that you get paid last. Things need to be done in a certain order. You have to build a culture where everyone's working together. And if, if that f- falls awry, most people will jump ship straight away like that. Um, I'm sure if I, start, like, I was slimy and snaky and I was like, oh, you're not getting paid this week because of this, this, and this, They, they would go to somebody else because there's so much work out there. So you can just put a few posts on the Facebook groups and you'll find your trades. There'll be people who want to step down because they don't like the work outside of work, like they're chasing customers for money, the the invoicing, the quoting the jobs, because it's a lot of bloody work. And you're going to have to take on that because you're going to need to keep these people employed. So ongoing with your issues within your portfolio, you'll be able to just direct these trades to repairs. So it's much quicker. You provide a better service for your tenants. Ultimately, that comes out of the construction company as well, as opposed to the the landlord, so it increases your net worth that way as well. So the pros of having your own team versus a main contractor are you have direct control over quality, you can test and adjust, and every time you do a job, you can find out what didn't work, what worked, and then moving forward from that, you can for the next job, you can put rules in place, put suggest things, and then hopefully iron out all the creases because there will always be issues trials and tribulations in anything that you do. That is the case. I've never had something that's been smooth, easy. Um, There's always been issues and how you react to those issues is very important. So making sure you have a robust system, you're not a walkover. uh, You make sure that the key changes that you want to make on each project get moved forward to the next one and then slowly but surely you'll become a fantastic sort of well-oiled machine. So the cons are, if you're a small time landlord or if you haven't got that many jobs on you have to keep those people employed uh, and managing people and their expectations when your only role is to keep them in work and potentially there may become a s- situation where there isn't enough work uh, and you may have to let people go so you have to ha- bear that in mind um, so it's a whole separate business you need to market uh, you need to open up separate accounts, like the the rules and regulations for being a builder is absolutely astronomical. Um, And I'm shocked that, in fact, I know 90% of the small-time builders won't be doing what you're meant to do. Uh, I've been on various courses, invested in myself, so I'm able to do it legally. And there's quite a lot in terms of public indemnity, uh, construction insurance, um, employment liability, all that stuff. And I, I know that they won't have done that. The whole debacle of paying them via CIS is also an absolute noise. But it's something that's worth it, in my view, as opposed to going to main contractors, because in the beginning, you're going to have to use a main contractor as opposed to managing the trades, uh, because you're not going to know when the carpenter needs to be, when the electrician needs to be, what you're not. So you'll pay a premium to a main contractor to manage it all and take on all the risk. Um, And it's the control that you gain when setting up a construction company that will make your life so much easier if you're a medium to large landlord. And I think now that I'm in the business, quite a lot of big time landlords do actually have their own construction company because they have so much work going on, or they have one or two people who are constantly being employed as a handyman, so to speak. So the risk is. The biggest risk is obviously having all these people and expanding too fast. And then because when you, even though you're not a builder, potentially you're a landlord, you link yourself to this construction company. If it goes wrong, the trades are the faceless people. It's not them who's on the cutting block or the firing line. And especially for myself, we raise every last penny from investors. So now there's just another element of risk. If that goes tits up, I'm going to have to use my own money to try and rectify the problem for the investor, because that investor will probably be really loud, really prominent, and it will go completely against my whole business model, and it could all bring it all down. So it's very risky. So keeping them employed on your, motion, on, on your own jobs is really, really key to just iron out those niggles and tweaks and things that need to happen. Um, like for example I had the opportunity to basically I had so much work and I was very tempted to, you know what make this my full-time business and let's have it let's just build a big team and do these jobs but one of those jobs goes wrong I stop raising finance I stopped getting the work for the builders I stopped having any credibility I stopped being able to engage with the wider HMO, um, buy-sell landlord community. You get ostracized. We've all seen it. When someone fucks up and steals money or someone messes up, um, they get kicked out and they they can't do business again. Uh, And this is a very sort of free-flowing, open community where you need the help of others and they're going to need your help eventually. You have to work very synergistically if that's such a word so you have so much risk in terms of your reputation so you need to find really good trades that you can trust that you can build a system where everyone is available to rectify issues and problems big bro ceo damn right (laughs) um i'm gonna do the standard thing hi hi harinda hi ben hi Stefan. hi nige hi havel good to see you online just thought i'd jump on So. yeah, I cannot underestimate the risk, but you get great opportunities to learn. So for us, we're going to Lincoln, um, to because there's somebody who I think uh, you probably know him, um, Rob, whose model is just so fantastic. He gets massive rents for very normal houses. He's managed to squeeze like sits into really small spaces, but make them feel spacious. So we're going to do one of his jobs. Um, and it's a pain it's miles away but we're going to do it because I want to learn that model and then bring it to Birmingham and make our HMOs the same because when somebody's been in the business say 20 years or whatever they've every sort of centimeter is planned down to the minutest detail to maximize rent and space and usability for the actual customer so that's one advantage that I never would have had if I didn't have this construction company because I would probably have to pay to get that sort of advice and that sort of mentoring. But now I'm actually getting paid to do it because I'm going to go there, do the job, and there'll be questions that we need to ask. How do we set this up? How do we set that up? It will get done and then we can come and bring the model back to Birmingham. So one thing I don't want to underestimate is, or I don't want you to underestimate if you're going to go this route, and I really unreservedly think you all should, is the workload My gut, like managing the hundreds and hundreds of transactions a week and assigning them to the right project. Making sure there's funds in the account, because if there isn't funds in the account and the client hasn't paid, but you're the boss and you've got trades, you still have to pay them. So this isn't something you set up from nothing. You have to have quite a large capital investment initially, because you're going to have to pay for all your insurances, pay for various tools that the team might have. And we have it set up on a CIS system where the guys have to provide their own tools, but they can put things through the books. uh, And I have it split in a way where they get all the profit. So, the three main trades get all the profit from the company. So, when we turn a profit after we've done various jobs, um, the trade, I, I get nothing. So, why would I do that? Why the hell would I do that? All I wanted to create was a team that I could employ on my jobs that wouldn't fuck me over. Like, you've all been landlords, you've all investors. Like, you would have had more problems than good. Like, one, today I read a lady has had, fortunately, she was very smart and didn't pay in front of the works, but had a builder just walk off a job. It happens all the time. Um, and I was really starting to feel there are more bad than good. But now what I, I feel, even the bad builders will be good builders if they're managed correctly. Um, it's all about the culture of the management. You can turn someone around. So that's why I did it. So I had this team that I could employ uh, at cost price. So say if a job would cost, say, 100,000, it will probably cost about 80,000 to do so I make that saving there so ultimately I'm kind of the winner here on our jobs because I get them cheaper as opposed to having profits from other people's work have it split four ways Um, but the trades why do they buy into this company because it's theirs essentially I'm a majority I'm a minority shareholder but I basically do all the backdoor work and get them to do all the front-facing work of the, the actual job uh, and most most people really, really like that setup, is from what I've found. And you can build a really sort of great team and culture. Uh, and so, yeah, that's my take on it. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's better to have your own construction company because you have more control over the quality, more control over the time scales. We've gone from doing HMOs in 14 weeks to eight weeks, uh, nearly half on what we normally would. So you've got to factor in the cost of the bridging, the cost of the lost rent, the opportunity costs that you may not be doing when you're refinancing a bit later on because of the builds so i know this is this is real bad exercise but i love to do it because i'm very egotistical but i like to look at other people's development day and it will be week nine and they're still like boarding and well i'd be like huh, we'll be finished and on to the next job then um, but it serves no purpose but that's the type of thing that you can orchestrate you can get your team working fast, you can get the quality up, uh, and you can make money with people. I keep saying it, make money with people, not from them. uh, And you will have the world as your oyster. So in summary, do it. The risks are your reputation. If this goes wrong, it's like all chips are on the deck. It's all or nothing. You can end up with everything or nothing. So you've got to do it right. You cannot compromise on certain things. Bearing in mind, you've got lots of CDM stuff that you need to learn about health and safety. You have people who can come onto your site and potentially find you on the spot if you're not abiding by them you have notifiable jobs you need to put all this into practice and that's something that I'm learning more and more and more and more Um, and just realize the workload initially is absolutely horrific in terms of setting up the accounts setting everything up so it's systemized so people can put expenses in and put their receipts in and everything's um in line with what your accountant wants but once it's done and potentially you could hire somebody to take that role as well which i'm doing so somebody's going to come in and replace me in terms of what my role is in steadfast so hopefully it's a self-sustaining company and i'll take a big step back once that person feels confident um it will be a self-sustaining business that i can just call upon and it's just a win-win-win and that is the end of this podcast um If you've got any questions about managing trades or managing builders, managing a company, was it worth it? Do let us know because it's a big subject and you can potentially lose tens of thousands of pounds. Um, So just to my biggest probably downfall was my first big HMO. It cost £140,000. That isn't for a really big HMO. That's for an eight bed. And that's how much I had my pants down. It should have cost about ninety. So not being educated, not having that direct control, having this sort of baptism of fire is why I feel I have a good perspective on able to comment on why I feel everyone should be striving to get to their own construction company, because there's just so many gaps in the market and there isn't enough trades, but no, there are enough trades and there's enough work, but there aren't enough good managers. So if you fill that role, you can potentially have a real profitable and real sort of worthwhile company that you can create. Uh, And that's my take on it. All right. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your night. I'm going to go take my dog for a walk.